The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Very interesting television programme hitting our screens tomorrow night and Thursday night. Have a listen to this. Fianna Fáil in many ways was formed to move on from the Civil War and couldn't have been a successful party if it didn't move on from the Civil War and broaden its base. We'll be supporting the nomination of Micheál Martin as Taoiseach to offer what this country needs. The truth is, you know, in households and among families, the Civil War ended a long time ago. Persisted in our politics up until the formation of this government and uh, now I believe it's firmly over. Two Tribes will air tomorrow night and Thursday night on RTE One Television and a return to the airwaves from my next guest, Sean O'Rourke. You're welcome to The Hard Shoulder. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Good to talk to you. We used joust uh, at the same time uh, a few years back, but it's much more civilised now that we get to speak to each other uh, of, of an evening at about half past four. Are you delighted to be back on air, Sean? Absolutely. Uh, this has been a really interesting project for me to be working on. Um, I suppose going back to January of this year, and now we weren't at it all the time, but I was working with a really good uh, production company called Midas, uh, producer Mike Keane and his writer-director Andrew Gallimore, and uh, we started kicking around ideas along with Gary Murphy, Professor Gary Murphy uh, of DCU about how best to approach it, and they they settled on uh, going at it thematically as opposed to chronologically. In other words, it's not a case of this happened in 1927 and then along came 1932 and Fianna got into power. They did it uh, as I say thematically so you pick something like uh, church-state relations you pick Northern Ireland you pick uh, heaves, knights of long knives, strong leaders, all of that and you then take them uh, in chapters I suppose you might say within the thing. So over the two nights uh, there's a, it's, it's, it, it moves really well. It's a very watchable thing uh, a two-part documentary and um, I think people will learn uh, I certainly learn things in making it and we, we bring those to the audiences um, both in the documentary over the next two nights Wednesday and Thursday and also uh, in a series of podcasts and um, um, long form interviews on the player as well Uh, they've been dropping now since Sunday Uh, so it's as I say it's, it's been a great project for me One of the things about the politicians that you speak to when when a politician is at the height of their power um, they don't have time to think they're moving from crisis to crisis Did, Did you find a difference in the politicians that you spoke to who were out of the game uh, who you know would have been involved in combative interviews with you in the in the past with the benefit of hindsight with the benefit of time how did you find them? I, I found them perhaps more reflective you're right I mean for starters a lot of them wouldn't have had maybe an hour to sit down with me and, and talk to me and just reflect on their careers the, the ups and the downs uh, to take one example one of the early ones we did um, Dick Spring a Labour Party leader Taunished in his time in three coalitions um, initially Gareth Fitzgerald then Albert Reynolds and then uh, John Bruton and uh, he certainly gave some insights uh, into the different relationships the different dynamic uh, or dynamics what made governments work together and what made them fall apart and also reflecting um, and people who've watched or listened to the, the podcast stroke uh, long form interviews on the player will have perhaps been struck by the fact that again on reflection uh, I asked him about the time he described Charles Hockey as a cancer in the body politic and he said he, that was something he regretted that he got a lot of uh, complaints from friends and other people from far-flung parts of the world saying that is not the kind of thing you do and similarly you know somebody like Mary Harney reflecting and indeed the son of Des O'Malley on some really tough and tense times when they were in power uh, with Charles 
Charles Hohey and uh, the PDs effectively demanded the sacking of Brian Lennon from the Cabinet over the whole um, phone calls to the Oris controversy. And uh, again, they're saying now, well, you know, really, we shouldn't have done that. The history, though, uh, will judge everything in the round. And I suppose in many ways you had to look at the earlier part of, of the engagement between the Tweedledum and Tweedledee of Irish politics when, you know, you, you didn't have the opportunity to interview De Valera or Lamas or those who would have been there. So how do you manage that? Is that through history? Yeah, you do. And I, for, forgive me for challenging you on this, uh, but uh, Jonathan, I think Tweedledum and, and Tweedledee references, I, I think they, they don't do justice to the real, really strong Feelings that were at the, that were at the heart of of the um, uh, of politics, particularly in the earlier years, and um, and right, I mean, people are working very hard to do the best that they can for for people in the country, be they in government or elsewhere. Now, okay, a certain amount of game playing will 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 happen. Uh, that's inevitable uh, across the floor of the doll. But um, yeah, we we had access to really good historians and uh, young and old. And also, I mean, for instance, my my former colleague. David McCullough, who has done um, a magisterial uh, two-part biography of De Valera, was very interesting uh, about him and also indeed about, about Fine Gael and government because he has done biographies of um, Johnny Costello and others. He's, so. he's, he's annoyingly talented. I know what you're saying. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when, when you're looking at it, you, you got interviews with Brian Cowan, for example, um, who obviously had been through a terrible illness and came out the fireside. Uh, Mary Harney, who I haven't, I haven't heard an interview with Mary Harney since she left politics. I mean, Sean O'Rourke knocking on your door would have been enough to put the fear of God into them previously, no. yet they opened up to you. No, I, but, but let's be let's go back a little bit. I'm, I've been knocking around this business for, well, as the old ads used to say, more years than I care to remember. <laughs> um, and um, I remember having a conversation when I was starting to cover politics, a conversation with Des O'Malley, and I remember exactly where I was outside the door of the members' restaurant in, in Leicester House, and it was late one night, and he said, look, he said, uh, it takes a long time to build up trust between media and politicians. He says, I would say it'll take you about five years. And um, whether it did or it didn't. So I think, you know, no matter how hard you uh, or how, you know, sort of persistent, I don't like the word confrontational you are with, with the interviews, that if people feel that you're going to be fair, um, they generally respond well and they know that you have to ask t- tough questions. They mightn't want to give the information uh, that you want. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was really pleased to get people like them and indeed Charlie McCreevy, uh, Phil Hogan, others, and to sit them down for, for lengthy conversations. And uh, we realised very quickly that we weren't going to be able to put all the ge- the gems. I mean, there were a lot of magnificent interviews uh, into the, the two-part television series. That's why we came up with the idea, look, you know, there are new platforms there. There's podcasting, there's the player. Let's put the long form interviews out there and then people will have access to a wonderful oral history um, mm. from, from the participants. And um, I mean, I met a former director general of RT on the, on the DART uh, a couple of weeks ago, Bob Collins, and I was telling him about the project and about the long interviews. And he said, oh, isn't it great to have that for the archive? But I said, Bob, it's great to have it now for the audiences. We can <laughs> yeah. put it up right there. And he was kind of pleased to hear that. Yeah, there are many ways you can consume uh, the 
these days it mightn't have been open to you 20 years ago there's almost a sense of a line as well being drawn uh, right now because the two parties that would have been on polar opposites even though many would say they were becoming more indistinguishable as the years went on they've of course served in coalition and have been in coalition for two and a half years now the next general election Sean neither you nor I uh, will predict with confidence what coalition government will be there but we certainly know Sinn Féin uh, will probably emerge as the biggest party unless something dramatic happens it's this is a moment in time snapshot um, because history uh, is continuing whether we like it or not. Absolutely. And uh, to, to your point about, you know, the similarity in policies, policies and so forth, I mean, um, I've been having a lot of fun in the last uh, couple of weeks, having dug out uh, one of my keepsakes from my days in the Irish press of happy memory. It's hard to believe it's gone for over 25 years now. Um, and uh, I, I was a political correspondent in succession to, to Michael Mills, a legendary Paul Carr. Um, and... Um, the the in the in the budget of 1987, uh, John Bruton had brought forward a budget. Uh, Labour refused to support it. Election is called. Uh, Hockey gets back. Uh, Charles Hockey gets back with a minority government and makes Ray McSharry his finance minister. And the heading on the front page of the Irish Press. I didn't write this, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's Mac Bruton uh, because, as I ro- reported at the time, uh, McSharry had taken the hair short budget designed by um, his predecessor John Bruton and tightened it and. And uh, that was, if you like, um, you know, a, a, a rotating finance minister about 37 years before we had a rotating Taoiseach. Um, so, yeah, it, it, but, but it's, I suppose it's all about doing what has to be done uh, when it needs to be done. And, you know, in government, you don't have anything like the latitude uh, of the promising or finding the easy solutions that are there uh, in opposition. So I think, I think Sinn Féin realised that more than anybody else. I mean, they hope to be in government the next time with whom remains to be seen I think people may draw the conclusion finally and definitively when they watch this that look forget about Sinn Féin and Fine Gael um, but certainly the, the, the door is open there for Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil but again there may well, it may well be that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael will put the numbers together to stay ahead of Sinn Féin and then you know drawing the Greens perhaps the Labour Party Dick Spring is interesting on that subject too in the podcast uh, says they need to have at least 12 seats before they contemplate going into government and that's a, that's a big ask. Well, uh, like, look, I can, I can, I'm almost excited for the next general election, the way you're talking about only from a journalistic perspective, the way you're talking about the machinations there. Sean, before we finish up, I don't want to dwell on the Golfgate thing because it's been thrashed out and everybody would say in hindsight, of course, I wouldn't have gone had I known. But at the same time, even the politically astute wouldn't have realised the potential fallout at the time given the heightened nature of it. It, it it was a story journalists are always told never become the story but you found yourself caught up in all of that did it take its toll on you? Well it did yeah I mean I, I said you know I suppose in the last uh, 10 or 12 months that it was a traumatic thing at the time and you know you sort of you, you go to something and you realise afterwards that look hey this didn't look uh, a, a, this didn't look great and you know leaving aside you know the the judicial uh, adjudication on it which we ha- we got last uh, last day of february um i mean it just you know the the country was in a 
in a difficult place at the time. Uh, now, OK, no laws were broken. Assurances were given and accepted in good faith that, look, this thing was in, in line with um, uh, w- with guidelines and, and so it proved to be. But that said, um, I, I was supposed to, the previous day, go for a walk on the prom in Salt Hill, open air with a few guys who I'd worked with in RTE and uh, we call ourselves the West Away Group, uh, seven people. Sadly, Jim Fahey is no longer with us. Um, but somebody said and I think it was Jim look this mightn't look good if we were seen out together and you know we would have gone to a pub mm. I suppose for a pint or two and they called it off and I never joined the dots between there between Salt Hill and Clifton and if I had um, I, I probably wouldn't have gone and I'd like to think I wouldn't have gone I certainly wish I hadn't gone I wish I wish the event hadn't taken place but look uh, mistakes made mistakes learned from um, water under the bridge I've got a fantastic new arrangement now with RTE doing this documentary doing these podcasts and hopefully doing a, a, a lot more into the future. I mean, we're, we're kind of kicking around and brainstorming possibilities. Uh, okay. But look, let's get the documentary on air first at 9.35 tomorrow, uh, 10.05 on Thursday. And uh, also, interesting podcast landing in the morning at 6am, Phil Hogan. He, <laughs> oh, very he, good. Yeah. He, I he got to set the alarm for that. He, he pulls hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I love the way, by the way, that you're not the first person I know from RT who said, I wish I followed Jim Fahey's advice, the late Jim Fahey. <laughs> Indeed. Good, to hear. good to hear he offered it as well. Sean O'Rourke, lovely to hear you back on the airways. Great Thanks stuff, so much Jonathan. For Thank you. Thanks. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.